On this episode, we just rocked out episode 182. It's Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is episode 182 of the Ask Gary V Show. We're in a little bit of a roll. Uh, this is like, is this three actual business days in a row? Thursday, Friday, Monday. A lot of people off on this present day Monday. Uh, not VaynerMedia. I'm not sure they're super pumped about that, but like, like it's weird. Like I don't think this should be a day off. Like I like presents and everything, but like I don't know. Like it, it's something I've never taken off, and I always do say everything stems from the top. So. But we've started adding more and more actual official vacation days here at Vayner as we've grown up. Used to only be like Christmas. <laughs> you better be in January 1st. All right, Indians, good to see you. I'm in an interesting, mellow, serious mode. I'm very in a serious mode. Uh, are you okay? Food's here and I have to pay for it. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Well, actually, you should ask the first question. Because I don't want to, I don't want to, India's food is here. She'll be right there. She'll be right there. All right. Uh, okay, first question from Chris. Christopher R. asks, Gary, have you ever dropped the ball on making a decision due to overthinking it? Chris, Chris, I would say that um, my, I almost need her to repeat it, but I think I got it. Actually, I sent it to her, so I, I got it. So I got it. Um, the reason I sent it to India was, I saw this, Chris, in the feed, is I'm actually normally making mistakes in the other direction. So I tend not to overthink at all. I'm very intuitive. And most of my business mistakes have been to act too quickly and then have to bail out. I have found that speed trumps everything. And so for me, when I weigh opportunity costs, I'd rather start something, both money and time, if I intuitively feel it, and then let it fail six months or a year later. New concepts I have for Vayner, new divisions, new types of wines for Wine Library, things I've done for my own brand. I. And I want to push so many of you for this. I really want to push a lot of you. So many of you are not taking action because you overthink it. You overthink it. You overthink it. I always say deploy your resources that you can afford to lose. A lot of you don't have the dollars. I used to not have the dollars, but I had my time. The reason I punted my 20s was because I didn't have money or I didn't have a lot of it. You know, a lot of you hear about the $3 million business. I love when people like try to rag on me and say, oh, if everybody had a $3 million business. I mean, every single kid that gets $500,000 in startup, which was millions, had more dollar resources than I had. We didn't have dollars. Business did $3 million. It made $300,000 in profit in selling $3 million worth of liquor, and then it still had to pay expenses. And my dad took home his salary. Like, we had no money. But I had my time and I would test things and I stayed up. I didn't punt my 20s for kicks and giggles. I punted them because the only resource I had was my time. And so I had to work 18 hours a day because it's what I had. Got it? So taking action is, especially if it doesn't cost you t- money and it's just time, is always a better answer than pondering or thinking or trying to decide if this is gonna work. You don't know. The learning of the failure is as equal to the victory of it. Right? The learning, the things I've learned in my 20 years. The reason I'm so advanced as a business person in my own mind is not only have I worked a lot, but I've, you know, this work hard, 
work smart thing, I've worked smart. And one of the smartest things I do as an entrepreneur and a business person is I do things so I can understand whether they work or not. You can't just sit here and say, is this gonna work or not? Debate it your whole life, never do it, and then not know the answer. Like you don't know. Like one of two great things happened. One, you did it and it worked and you made money and you won and you got accolades and it worked. Wine library TV, it worked. The wine library, the classes that I was gonna do or trying to think of things that fail. It's like, you know, so another thing is I just forget them so quickly. I'll work on this. I'll, you know what, India? I wanna do like top 11 things I did at Wine Library that didn't work. Local van delivery at scale I never did. You know, so like, so, so one of two things happen. Either it works and you make money, the email service, it worked. Or it doesn't and you're like, well, I'm not gonna do that again. But this whole like indecisiveness when you can do it, if you don't have the money, you can't do it, so what the fuck are you thinking about it for? You know, I wonder if I buy a building in New York City, will it go up in value? I wonder. The answer is, it's gonna work, but guess what? I don't have $400 million liquid to buy a fucking Empire State Building type building, because you can't even buy that for $400,000. You know, $400 million. You know, so like, this is, this is an interesting question. The answer is no. I've never failed because of indecisiveness. I've only failed because I've done stuff, but I'd argue that I didn't really fail. I learned, I might have micro failed, but I macro won. Jay Scott asks, Gary, do you expect your own employees to work like you do? Does it affect your opinion of them? Jay, I do not expect any of my employees to work as hard as I do because it's not their business. And I get so mad at so many of you that get mad at employees that don't work as hard as you. They shouldn't. Like, why in the world would they? Now, there's plenty of employees here that know that I value hard work and hustle and they know they'll be rewarded within the context. But no, I do not expect anybody to work harder than me and I think one of the quickest ways for a business to fail is to have an employee working harder than you. And let me break that down. So many of you think you make it and then you get the chill and then what, you expect everybody underneath you to work hard, to sustain? Nobody cares that you worked your ass off for 15 years to get to this point. They know that you're sailing right now and like fishing and like like hanging out with your boyfriend on the beach for a month and you're supposed to hold it up? Why? Because they worked hard for 15 years? What about them? People have their own vested interests and if you're not outworking them and you know, as a matter of fact, never, like I have to work so hard to create an infrastructure that can allow me to even have the audacity to have people to want to work with me for a long time. The only way I can even expect all of them to work with me for a long time like I want them to is that I create such a big thing that they can make the monies and have the challenges both get the monetary values they want, the work-life balance and the money they want to take home and do things that are interesting and creative and challenging and not the same thing. The only way I can do that is to build the biggest thing possible which means I have to outwork them to have the, to have the wants and needs and audacity to have people to work for me talented people to work for me. People that can really move the needle. So, no, it doesn't change my opinion. As a matter of fact, I hope, and I know a lot of you are watching right now at Vayner, I hope that I'm creating something that allows hundreds of them to have a nine to six, not nine to five, a nine to, you know, a nine to six, 45 to 50 hour kind of job that pays them enough to be happy and gives them plenty of hours to be on the bowling team or knit or work on their music on the side or come home for dinner every night, like, like, No, I do not judge them because 
If they wanted to be exactly like me or if they wired like me or had the ambition like me or the talent like me, they'd be doing it for themselves as they should and I want that for them. Yeah, I'm in a good zone. Yosef or Joseph. Hi Gary, here is Joseph. Recently you were complaining that you are not receiving enough questions from us, so here is one from the heart of Europe, the city of Prague. My question is about recruitment. LinkedIn is currently standard for recruitment. How do you recruit your people and uh, is LinkedIn the crucial part of this process? Cheers. Joseph, thank you for the question. And by the way, that just excited me. More video questions with awesome backgrounds from all over different places. Something that's signature, you know, like if you live near Mount Rushmore, would love one of those. Anybody near Mount Rushmore, I'll take it. As, are you getting ready for your summer vacations as you get around? More visually exciting things for Ask Gary Vee. You will get on the show. We use LinkedIn hard. We even pay for the program. It's a great utility. It works great for Vayner. But nothing works better than the brand. When you build something that's special, people are coming to you instead of you recruiting. The greatest way to recruit is to not recruit. It's to do something that is so significant or interesting or curious or challenging that people want to work for you. Vayner's now starting to get that momentum even though I don't promote it. This is me holding off promotion. Even though I don't promote, if you're wondering, if, even though I don't promote it, um, what we are doing is we're trying to let the word of mouth or the people that try hard enough to like get through all the traps I put out there to get through and see what's actually going on here. And so um, I, I would say LinkedIn is a great tool for us. We love it. We use it. We're, we're, we use it a lot. But the word of mouth of the internal employees telling other people they should come and work here, oh my God, this is an amazing place, and people that are sniffing out and talking to other people, clients are human beings. My clients are human beings, meaning when they know they're getting great work and they're out to dinner with a buddy who happened to work at an agency that's a competitor and they're like, you know who you should really look at? Vayner. You know how many clients, we, like employees we get that way? Word of mouth. Um, so the two ways to do it is to do great stuff that everybody wants to work for you um, and I do think the utility of LinkedIn is great. I think Twitter search is incredible as well. I got a surprise for you guys. Paul, let's go. I like this part. So tall. Good to see you again. So tall. Way too tall. <laughs> no, I love not way too tall. I love it. Sit. All right, Vayner Nation. This is a lot of fun for a lot of you that have been following this story. Uh, this is an incredibly interesting moment for many of them, a lot of them that haven't oh, been me as well. Right. Well, thank you. But for many of them who have not heard the story, I'll give you a minute to give uh, the background of how you're sitting here right now. Cool. My name is Paul Jonas. Uh, many of you know me already from being the hitchhiking guy from Vancouver to New York City. Uh, travel without money, just hitchhiked all the way to New York City to get on the show, which happens right now. Um, so what day did you announce to where, on what social platform and where did you announce, I am in Vancouver and I'm going to hitchhike to New York with no money um, to be on the Ask Gary Vee show? Well, it started on Facebook and then I went to Instagram and Twitter where I built quite a fan base, a lot of people support. And what day did you start this journey? On the 3rd of January. January 3rd. Right. And what was going on on January 2nd, through your mind? Um, January 2nd, I was medita- meditating in a meditation camp. Interesting. And I was Glad I asked. Not doing anything. <laughs> like, I was just... Chilling. Mind, just chilling, yep. kind of, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I started the trip, and it was exciting. Was and how long had you been watching this show? 
Mm, I'd say around a year. Got it. But not like every episode. Yep. I'd say in the last, in the in this month where I was traveling, then I tuned really much into it. Yep. So it was like getting more into the vibe. More. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and so what happened? You started in Vancouver, and the game plan was I'm going to get to New York on the back of people's kindness, is how I right. saw it from afar. Right. I didn't spend any money, so it was completely on the kindness of strangers. And I didn't ask anyone for food on the whole trip. It was always from them. So I told them about the trip, what I'm going to do. And they're like, okay, let me help you out. Let me give you some food. So before we get to you asking me a mm-hmm. question for the show, what about a little, little working on my interview skills. What about, uh, <laughs> what, about uh, what was the strangest and funniest? What about the strangest and funniest thing that happened on the trip? I'd say the strangest thing was I was meeting a guy who was in prison for attempted murder for 16 years. And I was in his. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, I was. I was in his car, and then he told me, so I was in there already. Hold on. Let's take a step back. <laughs> you go into a stranger's car. Right. And you're telling me you're in this man's car. Right. Then I ask and him. He, what? And you're just shooting the shit. Right. And he says, "Oh yeah, I was in prison for 16 years on attempted murder." Well, I asked him like, "What are you up to?" Blah blah. blah. And he's like, yeah, "I just came out of prison, attempted murder." I was like, "That's not wow. good. That's not good." <laughs> <laughs> Were you scared? Yes and no. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I, and the thing is, I was sitting. He, he was a nice guy. I was sitting in the back seat, and he had like those tools, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. But he was a good guy. Good, yeah, good. He was a really good guy. And what about the funniest? Mm-hmm. Funniest, damn. Or or some other anecdote, like who who anybody really interesting, or did you do anything fun? Did anybody cook you like a seven course meal? I was like getting ha- so much good food. I was <laughs> I was invited for rum steak, Thai food, Vietnamese food. I was eating them better than I eat usually. <laughs> New York City. This is, a, this is New York City is bad for me. It is <laughs> like food-wise. Before it was bad, spending uh, not spending money. Got it. Totally. <laughs> and so, what about? So we met. Some of you saw our interaction for the first time on Daily V a couple episodes ago. When we were walking, it didn't make footage. You you told me a little bit about your background. You're an entrepreneur in Germany. Right. Yeah, I started being an entrepreneur very early, like around five or six, selling flowers, just as you as I told you. And after 13 corporate jobs, I said to myself, I'm not ever going to work for anyone else, but with someone else. And now I've got my own company, Revive Interior, a furniture company, and we sell furniture. And so how much, how much longer are you staying in the States? Um, just two more weeks. About and then back? Weeks. Right, back to Germany, back on the clock, back working. Good trip? Clock. Very good trip. Good man. What's your question? Um, before asking the question, I just yes. want to say thank you to everyone who helped Please. me out. Because you wanna, of people you want to give out some names, a couple shout outs? Um, right, what I want to do, I'm going to go for that. Um, I actually want to give back, I want to support you as well. I'm going to buy eight of those books. I want to give two away to Ken Merkett and Jesse Rosales who support me and they're off the main nation. Love it. And six I want to give away to everyone who's sharing this video. I will pick six and send them a copy. Very nice. Now. Are you at, but what happens if I pull your name from the uh, receipt pool on the 23rd? You gonna I, give that away? I thought about giving it away to um, <laughs> anyone, but I would, give gonna, it away, I would give it away to my business partner, Jonas. Respect, very that good. Makes sense to me. Very good. Yeah. I guess in London, right? Because that's a quicker trip than you know. Whatever makes sense. Cool. All, right. all right, so what's the question? Right. Um, over the last month, yes. I um, realized for myself I'm consuming way too much content. Yes. Whether it be yours or Ferris, Flynn, whoever. Yes. And I'm way too much to execute on, so I decided not to ask a typical Ask Gary V question. Okay. Would be consuming again. Okay. And instead, go with the most practical one I could think of, which is: Are you interested in having me as an intern for a period of one month in one year from now, and to make it harder for me and more interesting to you, only if by then I executed on the advice you gave me on Daily V to publish a book about this trip? Done. Super simple. If you didn't follow that, because it's a good accent, but I can hear and I don't know how good your audio is, DRock. You're gonna come back in a year and intern at VaynerMedia for a month. For one month, right? But only if you actually write a book about. If, I publish it. if you publish a book 
of, uh, of, very good job. If you publish a book on what I told you, also didn't make the screen, I'm like, look, you need to write a book. Screen. Oh, it didn't make the screen, got I it. it. I don't watch my own stuff. <laughs> um, though I did watch 14 DRock, you crushed that. Um, yes, 100%. Cool. All right, brother. Thanks Appreciate for stopping that. by. I'll say bye after I'm done with the sure. show. All right, um, that was fun. Super cool, right? Yeah, this is a good episode. You're right, India. Did a great job. Set out, made it happen. Kind of cool. Yeah. Let's move on. Two more questions? Yeah, let's do two more. Since he didn't ask a question, <laughs> statement Gary V. Hashtag statement Gary V. Actually, it was really. He was growth hacking. He was trying to make his shit happen. I respect the hustle. Let's go. Tammy asks, Gary, what brings you peace? There is such fun in the hustle, sure, but what brings the calm and ease for you? That's a very interesting question. Nice, nice pick there, India. Um, you know what? I think that I'm very basic. I, uh, I really want the people I care about to be healthy. I truly, truly, you know what's really sad for me and I'll share, this is getting to be one of the deeper episodes. I think you guys are gonna be really surprised by how I act when something bad happens in my life. I'm, I really don't care about all this. Like really don't. Like way, way more than you think. Like my ability to not give a f- about buying the New York Jets is so much greater than you think. I think that when I completely disappear for nine weeks or a year or whatever it is, I think, you know, I think this moment will get clipped and shared a lot, hopefully in 50 years, but whenever that time comes when the first tragic illness and or death in my family happens, you will not see, I don't think, listen, the truth is I've never dealt with it. Maybe I, maybe I rely on you even more. Maybe I'm on more than ever because it's my outlet. But I have a funny feel. I can tell you one thing. I don't, I don't care about book sales or wine sales or VaynerMedia clients. Um, so what gives me peace is that I know who I am. I really know who I am. That's what really gives me peace, India. I'm really in tune to who I am. My self-awareness is way off the charts. Like I just know who I am, I know who I, how I roll, I know what I care about, I know that I care. Um, had a fan like tell another fan recently like I don't watch Gary Vee anymore, he's just imposing his hustle. Like all he wants to impose is that he, he outworks all of us. Like, it bothers me because it makes me sad that I'm not doing a good enough job balancing that that person believes that to be true, but I know exactly what I'm doing. I also know that the tweet where he made fun of me, the next tweet, he did a Snapchat post with the five steps to how to follow him on Snapchat, which is a complete replica of the way I did it. That's called following tactical advice. So, you know, I, uh, I know who I am through and through. And so I'm at global peace always because I know who I am, I know what my intent is, and I know I'm providing value, and I know that even when I'm in book selling mode, when I'm asking and I'm throwing right hooks, that I'm always providing more value than I'm asking for in return. That I'm asking for. I might be getting more value. Somebody may buy 500 books and I've given them 400 books worth of value, but I'm never asking for more value in return than I'm giving, ever. And that gives me enormous peace. I think I'm whole with everybody. People that know me the best know I'm most uncomfortable if I'm not whole with them. I spent my whole f***ing 20s getting whole with my parents. Thanks. Nope. A daisy. A daisy or a daisy? Got it. I thought a daisy actually like made the show. 
<laughs> I was like, sorry, Mother Nature, I do love you. Daisies are talking to me, this is weird. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Hey Gary, how you doing? My name is Daisy, and I'm a producer, songwriter, artist from Barbados. And I've been asking this question, I'm gonna keep asking. If you're an artist manager, what's something you would have your artists do that artists right now aren't leveraging? So something completely different, out of the box. Thanks a lot. Daisy, first of all, you're cool as shit. Um, I would probably be focused on musically. I'm a, I'm fascinated by Musically right now. It's a social network that's emerging. It's around music, and I think that if you're an artist and you're doing creative on top of your own music, and then reaching out to other people. So let me actually break this down very tactically because it can lead to uh, what musicians can be doing a Musically article, which I'd love to get out there because I think Musically is absolutely at least already in yik yak territory where it's like really got my attention. Musically is an app that. Reminds me of like Dub Smash where a lot of people do lip syncing but you can also do Vine and Instagram videos behind music because they figured out the music rights or I don't know what, how it's actually working but I know these days you couldn't get them up. They're probably in terms of service of how much you can sample, da da da. Anyway, if I was a musician, I would try and put out content on top of my own music but that may not pop because your music's not as popular as all the other music but what I would do is start reaching out to other influencers in that community. One of the best ways to reach out to people in a community is to become part of the community. Like you can't go to Reddit and spam everybody but if you actually read and engaged and commented and shared and were part of Reddit for two years, you've bought permission to throw your right hook. I would become a major, major part of Musical.ly. I would use my own music and create content. I would use other people's music and create content. I would comment on the top 100 people's content, engage, become a, join any, you know, even in Barbados, I would literally take all my money and fly to the New York or LA Musical.ly meetup. You become part of the new community and then you've got permission to do things. And so for me, that's what I would do. I would absolutely become part of the Musical.ly community, engage, comment, share, create, and then do real life things, engage with them in other networks, comment on their Instagrams, become, don't spam them, don't creep them, just become part of it. And then I really think you have a chance of popping out. Because I think, if you think about it, imagine if you were doing this with Vine early on and you got the 40 biggest Viners to do something with your music and meme it. You could really, really hit it. And then if you're a musician, you could actually write a hook that's around Musical.ly culture. Like that 15 second flip. You know, like you could like, you know, (laughs) Jesus, that was weird. But you you know, like you could actually integrate something that's unique on, on about Musical.ly in a song that then people would use, you know? Holding it down like Snapchat. You know, like, you know, like, like that kind of stuff. Back when Snapchat, you had to hold it down. You see where I'm going. That was a good show. That was a really, really rock solid show. Yeah. Question of the day. How many books are you gonna buy? It's <laughs> literally what I wanted up. You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them. <laughs>